0: Well, hello, patrons, and here we are for the next episode of Homage to Hammer. So, I know. not believe place, you haven't placeholder title
1: "Homage Under the Hammer." That is, what are we doing?
0: What are we doing? No, <laughs> no. I, I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are. So, this is, as we've said before, just a little guide for people who wish to join us from our patrons and uh, have a little chat about Hammer Films and we started with Kev and we are we have got Mr Adam Roche to come on and join us next welcome Adam hello what's this show
1: it's good to have you back my friend yeah it's great to be back honestly it's like it's like sitting in a big old slipper full of custard (laughs) is that a good thing well you tell me Smokey would you like to be sat in a big slipper full of custard only if I'm with you right answer
0: <laughs> thank you very much
1: so imagine my slimy chest against your slimy
0: chest that'd be great oh <laughs> now you're talking wouldn't I get really like matted in hair mm.
1: as the custard cools yes but to begin with yeah. it would just be sheer heaven It'd be like two sperms on the run
0: in springfield anyway Sheer, (laughs) warm, slippery fun (laughs) It's exactly what we all want Anyway, the whole point why we're here Is to have a little chat about Hammer And your history with Hammer Um, Mm -hmm. But I think while we have you here My friend, it's only right That because, you know Founding member of the House of Hammer And originator of the idea We should probably go through that A little bit as well Okay, go for it What do you want to know? Well, I remember. Correct me if my memory's failing me, but we were doing an episode of our our sister show, all of us lines,
1: and after show.
0: we'd finished recording, oh fair it is, but um, <laughs> but after we'd finished recording, you said I've had this idea, uh, and it was all about the the embryo of the House of Hammer. Mm. It, it, am I remembering that correctly?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, it was wasn't it? It was not lockdown. It was a year after, wasn't it? Um, twenty twenty one, and um, mm-hmm. everyone was still sort of in that shaky phase where everyone was still going to bed early, and everyone was still working out and eating well, and ordering loads of stuff <laughs> off the internet, and um. Also. I got into a phase where I was revisiting my youth by watching Hammer films at night because they used to be on all the time late at night on sort of ITV and BBC, didn't they? During Mm. our formative years. So there were always, especially Friday nights, you could always find a double bill or triple bill of Hammer films on. And I went to bed and I started revisiting these Hammer films. I was like, they're actually... I I don't find them scary at all. I don't think I ever did, to be honest. I found them a bit gungy at times, but I found them really charming. And if you boil them down to their essentials, they're fairy tales. You know, know, the hero arrives at a castle, defeats the villain, rides off into the sunset with a maiden or two maidens in many cases when it comes to that (laughs) one. So, I don't know. I just found them like bedtime stories, to be honest. And, I don't know, it stirred something in me. And I said, to you... I think we should do a hammer podcast because people have been saying to me for years, you know, Secret History of Hollywood, have you thought about doing it with Hammer? And I'm like, yeah, yeah maybe. Well, I don't really know enough about it. And I thought, wouldn't it be a good idea to do a hammer podcast where we talked about the films as fans, not as experts? And well, I think that was yeah. the key to it. You know, I don't think you'll ever know as much as the hammer aficionados out there. No. And if you no. try to and if you try to make out that you do, you get instantly shut down. But if you come mm. to it as I'm, I'm going to watch this film for the first time, or I'm a real fan of the Hammer brand,
0: then yeah.
1: they've got nothing to really say about it, have they? I mean, they're just sort of pleased that someone's getting the word out there. So that was the idea, and I thought Absolutely. much better to. No, because let's face it, if we'd done all the best lines, but with Hammer, it would just be repetitive. So the idea was to switch it up. So Kev was doing Amicus was here and you were doing Rated H with Ben. So it was just, should we, should we get those guys in as well and do like a panel show? And the more we sort of yeah. brainstormed it and threw it around a bit, it was like it turned into this magazine format where we talk about the film, but we mm. talk about the context and we talk about something interesting we found in the film. Um, yeah, and it was it was. It was, it's such a great project, and I'm really glad you guys are carrying it on. It, it got it got a bit too much for me, unfortunately, um, with everything else, and I just couldn't really devote the time. It, it always come, it always up until the when I left, it was always, oh my goodness, me! I'm supposed to be meeting the Hammer guys in half an hour, and I haven't watched the film yet, and I haven't got a segment yet, and I, you know, it was just it was ridiculous. But um, so in the end, I it sadly had to drop out, but I've been cheering you on from the sidelines ever since. But yeah, that was the idea behind it. Yeah, it was our—it was kind of our idea, wasn't it? it was all, and all the best lines after party drinking session that sort of spurred it, uh, sparked it on. So
0: yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're very kind to 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 say that we're we're still carrying it on for you, and uh, but we'll never. We'll never forget that you're the one that that, that started this uh, initially.
1: It was just an idea. I didn't really, I haven't put in as much work in that, as you guys. And so, I mean, but you don't, you, I feel a bit, you know, shameful saying having any kind of ownership because of I don't, but it was just an idea. Like everyone has ideas and they say them to someone and someone takes it and runs with it, which is what you guys have. So.
0: The um, uh, literal uh, time of recording, we've literally just hit the exact, uh same mark of the amount of episodes you were into the ones you aren't oh really um yeah we're literally right slap bang in the middle of those yeah. so cool yeah you 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 left it uh after 25 films and we've now just hit 50 so yeah. uh, although you did join us for one more uh because we we had no idea what the hell to it was say like about cr- the film I, did, I think i did a christmas <laughs> one with you
1: again uh, yeah i might pop back for another film but I mean, yeah, if people do. are discovering you now, then the likelihood is they'll one day travel back to the beginning of the catalogue and they'll hear me on a few. But
0: yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, though, mate, is that you're integral to this and you're integral to how it started and and uh, the the roots of the the entire show and um and that's why I was determined to to get you to do this for us as well. You know, to to come on and, and chat about uh, about Hammer. Let's let's move on to that. In (laughs) fact, speaking of Hammer, do you remember the first Hammer film you ever saw?
1: Yeah, it was Curse of the Werewolf with Oliver Reed.
0: The curse of the werewolf that was laid on a baby
2: who grew into a man possessed by a monster. In this Spanish town, the night brought drinking and dancing, music and girls, and the moon. The full moon that turned an innocent man into a savage beast. The curse of the werewolf. A man possessed by a desperate need for love who found in Cristina all the passionate sincerity of youth. Cristina, do you love me? Or will you marry me, Cristina? You say you love me, will you marry me? Yes. Yes, I will.
1: really late and watching it uh it was on just one friday night i watched it with my dad he fell asleep because he, he always falls asleep in films like five minutes in and i never forget <laughs> it really freaks me out because there's a scene at the beginning where there's a, like a peasant woman and she gets thrown in jail for some reason i can't remember um and there's this hairy old man in there and he sort of looks at her and licks his lips and comes towards her and you see his eyes coming into the camera and it's obvious what's Probably. gonna happen he, he's gonna you know, <laughs> do the dirty um and she's sort of fighting it. and then she gives birth to oliver reed and what well, not fully formed obviously he grows in a yeah. <laughs> <be quite> <laughs> but um something to do with this beggar in the cellar gave her the the werewolf gene i remember that bit really up it's really upsetting for me because I was only a little kid, and I, I didn't like to see mm. people forcing themselves on you know other people, so that was quite upsetting. And um, I hope you effect, still
0: don't. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: it's not something I've grown into. <laughs> to be honest, uh, yeah. I've learned to love it over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't edit that in the context. Um, but yeah, that, that I mean that bit was upsetting anyway. The the whole werewolf bit. I like the I like the fact that Oliver Reed is in the Hammer film, and I, like, I like this sure. I, I like his um, makeup effects in the film as well. They are kind of mm. really I, he looks a bit like Peter Stringfellow with a goatee. Uh, and he's got these oh, like uh, hor- horrible teeth, and then I'll never forget a bit of the end when he's in a bell tower and he gets shot with the silver bullet, and he, as as the bullet hits him, his skin sort of peels back, and that bit really freaks me out. So. Th- that was my first hammer experience. I was like, wow, that was really scary. Um yeah. and then the, I don't know, the more of them you watch, it's like mm-hmm. I think I think the next one I watched was Rasputin the Mad Monk a couple of years later and, wow. and that was nothing like it at all. It was just, you know, Christopher Lee and fake beard, big red robes, banging a load of women. Yeah. <laughs> the hair
0: man. and the beard is yeah, it's yeah. it's on it full on
1: <laughs> but, I mean the more you watch them. I don't know whether you get desensitized or whether you just mm. sort of see, you, you, because you see Christopher Lee so many times or Peter Cushing so many times or you know Michael Ripper so many times you just go oh it's like a, it's like a panto almost <laughs> in the end and and then they just it just becomes like comfort food in the end it's like I'm going to see my friends again that you know we're going to have this state yeah. of characters they're going to come out in different costumes and perform something and the baddies will lose and the goodies will win and that'll be the end of it and yeah, yeah. so yeah, but I've 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 loved I love them all to be honest. Uh, apart from
0: To the Devil a Daughter, I think was an exhorrible <laughs> film. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 <laughs> a tough watch. That one. Um, mm-hmm. I I know what you mean though. Uh, I I mean I, I I I am coming at these films in such a unique way in that I'm really going through them uh, all in order, and I've only seen a few of the latter ones, uh, including you know from. I don't know, sixties, seventies, and onwards up up right until the end. So, but the overriding feeling you get from a lot of Hammer fans and people who you know are really into this genre of of British cinema, you know, forgive the terrible term, but it, it is kind of like a chicken soup for the soul of when it comes to British horror. Yeah, and uh, and and I think that's a lovely thing as well. And 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 Hammer is held with such high regard, even by people who don't really know it that well. And uh, including myself as well, you know, I'm still learning about it. And so, um, but it is, um, yeah, it's it's a lovely, th- there's no one that you ever meet who goes, uh, hammer, you know, mm. there's not that feeling. And that's really, I, I really like that. I think that's a really nice thing. Mm. You were with us um, for those first uh, 20 plus episodes, uh, 20 plus films, I should say, sorry. And... What surprised you most about that early content before the horror?
1: How uneven it was, I think, and how you could definitely see the genesis of a film studio. Just, shall we try comedy now? Shall we try musical now? Shall we try a thriller now? Seeing the same sort of faces appear and sort of stick with the brand, the same Mm. names in the credits. If If you watch them from the beginning, like, like we did with this you know at the beginning Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not doing it now but if you go back to the beginning and and it was Lugosi and um, you know that didn't work they moved on to you know Sporting Love Paul Robeson yeah I mean all of these things they tried just threw stuff at the wall and you can see Mm -hmm. every now and then something sticks like the, the composers stick around and the same directors pop up again and again the same writers and yeah it's just really interesting to see. If you watch them in order, you can see the studio mm-hmm. being slowly formed. Um, you can see the, the style slowly coalescing until it becomes the brand. Yeah. I mean, we watched The Man in Black, and I said to you at the time, mm. I reckon this is the first Hammer horror. It's not a horror film, but you can see no. it's got Oakley House, and there's a figure in the shadows chasing, and there's a bit of gore. I mean, you know, it just felt like if it had been in color and made in the seventies, shot for shot, it would have been a Hammer horror. So absolutely, it, yeah, it's great. And that that's what surprised me—that you could so clearly see the story of a studio through the yeah. films, because um, usually you can't. I mean, you can't. Look, you can't say that about. MGM, for instance, it was just like we've got to do everything and everything and everything and everything and everything. And some of these will be remembered and some of them won't. Um, But Mm -hmm. with Hammer, you you can tell that every time they said, right, that wasn't a success or this was a success, what worked, what didn't, (laughs) who worked, who didn't. And then slowly working their way towards 57 when it all
0: sort of, uh, well, the magic sort of coalesced. Hmm. How aware were you of Hammer's early output before we started the show? I mean, what, you know, the, I mean, we've literally just come to the end of uh, the Hammer Noir. Uh, you know, it was twenty, just over twenty years of, you know, pretty much solid Noir. I mean, as you say, there were a couple of comedies in there and and whatnot, and but it was pretty much a crime <laughs> thriller studio up until that how aware were you of that before we started uh recording the show well
1: back in 2015 when i made universe of horrors oh. uh for the secret history of hollywood i did i did some research on lugosi and saw that he'd starred in mystery of murder and um yeah. and then i was like it was the first hammer film like Really, Hammer were like going back then, like in thirties, making horrors. I didn't, I didn't know that, and I kind of brushed it out of my mind. I was like, well, they must have made a horror, failed, and then come back twenty years later. I had no idea they had twenty years of heritage. I was aware of that point though, in their. I was aware that they were around back then, but um, I had no idea that they'd done all of these PC forty nine films and. Yeah, Dick Barton, (laughs) exactly, Dick Barton's, yeah, yeah, everything. So it was a nice surprise. And when when we, I remember our call when we had Ben and Kev on it, and we were like, "What should we do? Should we start with the horrors, or should we do everything?" Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, "I should just like start right at the beginning because it'd be such a cool idea." And everyone was like, "Yeah, it would just be like you know to go from there all the way through." Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes the house of hammer podcast so special is that you you didn't take the easy route which i think everyone else Mm -hmm. expects you to and even if you're not a fan of that earlier output you've still got that massive canon of information and that part of the story told now now you get onto the horror and the, the parts that everyone is more familiar with but that is such a valuable document that's been created and no one's done it before so, agreed. Yeah, it, it was absolutely the right thing to do, and um, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic that you you can, as I say, you can if you take it from episode one all the way up to what you're doing now. You can totally see mm-hmm. how they got there. They tried the licenses; these ones didn't work, and these ones did, and they yeah. figured out what crew worked and what style worked and what the public wanted and they were adapting radio shows and taking things to TV and everything. And you can see why they eventually arrived at the Universal Horrors
0: and said, let's try that. Yeah, And, uh, you know, scored their biggest successes. Absolutely. I I mean, I can't disagree. I mean, it's been fascinating to watch. I mean, as you say, uh, so you take something like uh, something, the things that didn't work, they tried with PC-49 didn't quite work. You know, they weren't um, failures as uh, motion pictures. They were just underwhelming, you know, they expected a bigger hit than they were. Um, I honestly think that um, Dick Barton would have been huge, but Mm. for the, you know, poor unfortunate death of poor old Don Stannard, you know, bless him. but. When they got to uh, quite a mass and they they realised that this had legs and it exploded and it was just like wow this is a great IP for us to for us to use. That's when they knew they hit on it. And then of course, as you say, you know Frankenstein and Dracula are just fab you know just a hop, step and a jump after that. Mm-hmm. I I Hammer it, uh, now that I'm you know properly into it after literally watching 50 films in a row of this for the last couple of years, I would, I, as a, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter my feelings on their output uh, between the thirties and the fifties. It's, it's, as you say, it's there to see It's it's a studio that's growing. And I think it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful document to see. Um, but I also think that personally, that if we are able to show, that there was this wonderful 20, 25 year span of this wonderful output that no one, not, I won't say no one, that not many people know about, then that's important. I think that's a great thing. Mm. And, you know, and, and and we joke about it, but it introduced us to Pai Hazel and it introduced us to Sid James being a serious actor. To, to me personally, you know, just seeing him being this great, serious actor. You know. I mean,
1: as well, there, there were. I mean, we're talking about it. So it was incidental. Celia is a cracking film. The Rossiter case is a great oh. film. Meet Simon Cherry. Oh, there were some real classics yep. in there. Dick Barnes Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. I love that movie. It, I mean, there are so many good films in there anyway. So, um, yeah, they, really mean, are. Th- uh, they were experimenting for sure, but they were also, mm-hmm. you know, really hitting it at times as well.
0: So, yeah. yeah, but they they were sensible with their money you know they were they weren't frivolous and then the few times we we talked i i talked about it uh earlier today when i recorded with kev and saying you know something like say jack of diamonds you know they wanted to have one on the sea or the dark light they wanted to have one at a lighthouse you know a rhythm and it troll was just... no,
1: one of the greatest films of all time
0: <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> uh-huh let's not talk about that but it's no like they just were just uh, forgive forgive <laughs> the pun but they were testing the water on those uh, on those intellectual properties and uh, and it's really fun to see mm. so when it comes to you know now uh, people would talk to you about hammer will would you will you still focus on the horror or will you think more to to the black and white noir of the, of, of of hammer i
1: mean i don't know i mean I always think whenever I think of the word hammer, I see that red font. I see Ingrid Pitt with fangs. So, I mean, that will always be my first thought. But it's so nice now that I know the context and not yeah. just um, how it ended up. So, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: brilliant. Well, I mean, I think I think this is a is a thing that is going to crop up uh, more and more. You know, I mean. You can't change well, we'll be in twenty twenty-three. You can't change fifty years of perception of looking back from then at the seventies to you know, to change people's minds on what hammer is. But it's nice to know that more people now I think are realizing that Hammer just aren't about the horror. Yeah. Well, I obviously I mentioned Hi Hazel and Sid James and, and the <laughs> wonderful uh, actors and actresses and wonderful people. Is there anyone that sticks out from those early? hammer films that uh, kind of sticks in your mind from those early hammer days Sheila Burrell I think actually
1: um, she's <gasps> she's one of these That's people that the I, I don't know she she turns up as a villain in a few of those films I've seen her in other things now mm-hmm. as well especially in the last couple of months oh wonderful. yeah so um, yeah but Sid James is another one who really surprised me because you ask anyone who's Sid James he's always the ah, 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 guy from the carry on films um, or he's Tony yeah. Hancock's sidekick. You'd never ever think of yeah. him as being, you know, um, pff, a, 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 a murderer or part of a thriller or anything like that. And really doing it yeah. seriously as well. Even the Ealing films he was in were comedies, even though he played them kind of straight. So it's really yeah. nice to see him, um, another side of him as well, uh, in instead of the caricature that he kind of became. Yeah. Um, yeah, those those two. I think I, I just you know it's the English people. Michael Medwin. Sorry, never going to oh. win. <laughs> no, it's oh, fine. It's, it's fine. What was the guy from the Dark Road? Stanley. Uh, him. He was a real. Uh,
0: yeah, the the, well. the actual criminal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I can't remember his name either. But um, but no, uh, the thing the thing I right I. I did have a problem with uh, Michael Medwin because he treated High Hazel so badly in the uh, uh, Lady Craved Excitement. Um, but he redeemed himself in Spaceways. I thought he, he was excellent in Spaceways. But uh, I, I'm, I'm so glad you, you feel that the same way uh, that we do. And as I said about our beloved High Hazel and uh, uh, yeah, Sheila Burrell, God, yeah. it, her in the Rossiter case was yeah. wonderful. Um, and the and man She in black. was in Banning in Black*. Yeah. yeah, she was the, the mother yeah. of George. Um, yeah, and
1: um, Stanley, Stanley Thurston, with his, um, calls his mum the old nagger. <laughs> the, oh,
0: the old nagger. I'd forgotten the about old that. nagger. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. We we featured that heavily in our Christmas special. I seem to remember. <laughs> um, I will just say this: I I listened to our. Dr Morell episode the other day which I hadn't listened to in a long time and that was the episode where I hypnotized you all which uh, yeah, it yeah has that was an to experience down in podcasting history <laughs> yeah it was I an experience mean, because you it, your your video wasn't working so you couldn't see me <laughs> yeah, i mean, it was a good idea <laughs> <The time>. yeah <laughs> just yeah. finish no no just stop there it was a good idea <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right, my friend. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things before we before we leave. Okay. I hate to. I hate. I said this to Kev I said I hate to do negatives, but I am going to do a negative. Not just to the films that you watched uh, while doing the House of Hammer, but all of uh, of Hammer films. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your least favorite? Sporting Love. Is it really?
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Worst film I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: my word. Fair enough. <laughs> I,
1: thought that was gonna, I thought you were going to ask me that. Oh, 100% sporting though. Good God. <laughs> it only lasted about half hour. <laughs> it felt like
0: six times longer than that. But yeah, anyway. Fair news. Right. Yeah. Fair <laughs> news, mate. Fair <laughs> news. Um, but then, yeah, of course, we have to go to the other. Out of all of Hammer Films, what was your favourite ever Hammer film? favourite ever yes
1: Um, I mean out of the ones we've watched I would say The Roster Case still I think that's Mm -hmm. a genuine masterpiece that film it really is um modern era I would say The First Woman in Black I think is a really good film and the classic era um (sighs) Curse of Frankenstein I don't think you can really do better now but also like uh (sighs) the devil rides out Do you believe in evil?
2: That's an idea. Do you believe in the power of darkness? That's a superstition. Now there you are wrong. The power of darkness is more than just a superstition. It is a living force which can be tapped at any given moment of the night. Why, on one night of one year, should these people live in mortal fear? (laughs) Oh, my God. Orishia, who knows he must fight the devil's power to the death. My God. Don't look at the eyes, Ricks. Eyes, eyes, once filled with love, are consumed with fear. For Tanith is now promised to the devil. Listen carefully to what I say. This is Macarter, the devil's chief disciple. Your will is leaving you, slipping away. The Devil Rides Out, from bestseller author Dennis Wheatley's famous novel, fills the screen with a special kind of visual terror. Oh, your quickly! Back to back, join hands. You will hear his evil. You will feel his evil you will see his evil if we once catch
1: sight of his face but um, saying that I, we watched Ooh. it i watched it with a room at the film festival i know last i was there yeah and lots of people were like god i can't believe really how bad this film was and i i actually like it more because of that <laughs> I love the fact Christopher Lee's a goodie I like the fact it's not scary at all you know I just I, I think it's a good romp um, it doesn't try to be too terrifying it's more about you know it's like an adventure horror which I really like. Mm. so yeah devil rides out from the uh, the classic horror I think,
0: uh, I mean I, I, I as I said I was I was in that room and yeah mm. people didn't like it very much but <laughs> but but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, you know. As I said, I, I'm going through these in order as much as I can. But I have seen a few mm-hmm. in the future, you know. Um, we're we're still in what are we in uh, fifty six with XE unknown. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I've, I've got a long way to go to up to two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. Um, s- something I want to ask you about. I don't uh, before we before we go. Um, I, I don't know how much you know about it, which is that. There's a film coming out soon uh, mm. with Eddie Azal uh, playing mm. Doctor Jekyll. Jekyll and ha- yeah. yeah, the Hammer name has been taken off all the promotional uh, materials. Yes, because also with the folding of Network, which mm. happened uh, at time of recording a month or two ago. Mm. Um, so Hammer seems to again to be in dire straits. What well, whatever. Whatever kind of life it had going in the 21st century, it just seems to have died again. Mm. This is a bad thing for British cinema where Hammer is concerned. Um, were you aware of this, by the way, before I carry on?
1: Um, I was aware that uh, of the Dr. Jekyll film, it was the new Hammer mm. film, and with Eddie Yazard, and obviously he's playing, um, he's, sorry, she is um, playing, uh, it, it's like a. It's,
0: Yeah, it's it's to do with gender ideology, isn't
1: it? So um, so yeah, yeah. I was aware of I I was aware of that. I didn't realize that um, Hammer's name had been taken off it. while they were in trouble. Are we we sure that's what's happened? Um,
0: Yeah, because they're in trouble, right? Yeah, sadly so. The
1: thing is, they're not they're not consistent. That's the problem. Um, I mean, it's sort of one film every god knows how many years. So you can really run a studio on the kind of profits they make from
0: their films yeah so the the lodge was 2019 that was hammer's last film
1: right i mean yeah i mean i didn't i'm sure that film didn't make hundreds of millions of pounds which is probably what it takes to keep the lights on in a big place like hammer studios and keep all those people working and keeps uh, productions being funded so
0: have you seen the lodge by the way can i ask no no No. Uh, i mean it you you watch it it's it's it was made for peanuts, you know, mm. and it's and it's a cracking film. Is it? Yes, it's, it's so wonderful.
1: The Woman in Black was great. The Woman in Black, yeah. Angel of Death, was absolutely appalling. Um, and I watched the, <laughs> the Quiet Ones with um, Jared Harris. Oh, yeah, Harris. Uh,
0: Jared, yeah.
1: Um, that was abysmal. Um,
0: uh, let I, Me In, Wakewood.
1: Let, let Me In I really liked, but that didn't do yeah. very well. Um, Wakewood, I haven't seen, but yeah, I mean, it's just been so hit and miss, and they're so few and far between. I mean, you're looking at fifty seven, fifty eight onwards, they were doing three mm. or four films a year, and it, yeah. they, because they were made on, you know, as part of like, this family enterprise thing in the house, and they were all just basically banging them out with the same crews and the same casts and the same effects and the same costumes. I mean of course they were going to make money because they cost peanuts to do and everyone liked them but now it seems like they're just making one film every four years it's a very very minor hit and it it barely makes its money back so if they are in financial trouble again I'm really sorry to hear that but I don't know what the answer is because I don't think the filmmaking landscape
0: that just doesn't exist anymore (laughs) the way it did back then The the only thing I can think about it is is that is that Hammer still has, the name still has a cachet in Mm. in this day and age. And mm. there there is a way to use it, but they're not using it
1: properly. I think there's a way to use it, but I don't think it's in making new films. I think it's in uh, taking advantage of the incredible catalogue they own. Um, As hard as it is to say, I just don't think they can... They could, I mean, they couldn't reboot the Dracula, Frankenstein, Universal, Monsters franchise now and bang out 50, 60 sequels because there aren't just, they just don't, there's just the zeitgeist is over for that. And they don't have a Christopher Lee or a Peter Cushing that they can charm audiences with. And getting films into cinemas is such a horrible business now. So um, yeah, yeah.
0: it's it's true. I mean, they they tried it with the mummy, obviously with Tom Cruise, and that failed. Mm. Then they they tried it with the Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss, and that was succeeded. That was wonderful. And then they just went, "Oh, I don't know where to go next," mm. and it just stopped. That whole dark universe they were planning just stopped. Mm. And I don't blame them because who the hell knows what's happening with horror at the moment? So mm. yeah. Now, right, but we're not leaving <laughs> on a down note. We're not leaving <laughs> on a down note. Okay. okay. So <laughs> we need to, we need to, yeah, we need to finish on something more upbeat. So apart from uh, the ones you mentioned, let's talk about some fun uh, films that we watched together at least. So, so the Dick Bartons, the PC 49s, the River Patrols of this world. And let's, you know, forget the what the butler saw and everything else. I mean, <laughs> I have forgotten it until have...
1: you, until you mentioned that. I know. I'm, oh, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Or someone at the door. I'll put that one in your head as well. That was terrible. <laughs> as well. But, uh, but I mean, it was a hell of a lot of fun, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, finding these movies and going through them. And uh, 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 all right, here we go. Uh, Paul Robeson singing a uh, lonely road, uh, you mm. know, in uh, song of freedom, you know, so much fun,
1: yeah. Cloudburst. I mean, that's just <gasps> one of the greatest noirs of that era I've ever seen. Brilliant and movie. I didn't even realize it existed until dug into the old Hammer back catalogue. So yeah, that's, mm. I mean, as you say, River Patrol, one of the greatest films ever made, and I mean, we wouldn't have even known it existed uh, had we not been digging into the Hammer catalogue. And I remember you giving that film a sixteen out of ten. So.
0: That was <laughs> I don't think that's true at all but actually I'm glad you said that because you just reminded me was that the other day I told you about this when I was uh, needing content uh, to sustain me while I was <laughs> painting for my mother <laughs> and I went on to your wonderful Val Luton series I was flicking through the, uh, the, your list of episodes on your, on your feed and mm. you had done a review of House Across the Lake Years ago.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: And Hilary Brooke. Hammer. Sid James. Yeah. 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 It's a great and film. And that, I, I wish you had been with us when we got to that. It's an absolute <laughs> belting movie. Yeah.
1: It's a great film. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that years ago, but only because of Hilary Brooke. And I was like, well, you know, Hilary yeah. Brooke from The Woman in Green. Wow. I'd like, to see that? So I racked mm. it up and I was like, what's Sid James doing in a film with Hilary Brooke? And then I realized it was a hammer film and I completely forgot about it. And then we started The
0: Hammer Show and.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great film.
0: Sid James in that movie deserves an Oscar. He His performance in that film is exemplary. I think it's wonderful. Uh,
1: yeah, and he tries to do... Is it an American accent?
0: Mm. It's it's an undetermined accent. It's mm. it's not quite American <laughs> or English or anything. But yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> uh, Canadian, let's say it's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, cool. but it's an Same absolutely wonderful film. And uh, and the uh, network again uh, mentioning them, they uh, bought out a beautiful Blu-ray of that movie, and it's absolutely fantastic. Oh, good. Yeah, but yeah, but now uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I wanted to end on a positive. So, um, but thank you very much for joining us.
1: Yeah, no thanks for having me.
0: Homage to Hammer. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm keeping that title. I don't know. But, <laughs> homage um, under the Hammer. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you again anyway, because I'm coming back for on the buses. Hundred oh, percent.
0: God. <laughs> Everyone keeps talking about on the Bus.
1: F- <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was eighty percent of the reason for starting this show. For starting your show. <laughs> <laughs> you never get that passing union,
0: mate. <laughs> I'm pressing stop now. <laughs>